so hello 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 and welcome back to life in mars here with another episode um (laughs) i don't know what to say this always happens to me i always have such a great plan in my head Mm -hmm. and then i start recording and my brain goes blank tell me what was your plan okay so first so i had a great little intro from me and my sister trying to report a, a podcast while we were under the influence and i was listening back to it and then my genius ass decided to update my laptop And in the process of updating my laptop, I guess there wasn't enough space and the new Mac update doesn't like pay attention to that. So it was just on a loop freezing and freezing and shit. So it stopped working my laptop. So right now we're recording on my phone while my laptop is in the Apple store being repaired. And I have my first guest, which is my sister, Jessica. Or if you want to be named something else. Jess is fine. Jess. Just Jess. Just Jess. (laughs) Just Jess. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she's going to be my first guest. And we're just going to have a conversation while it being recorded, obviously. Just to set the mood, we're on our bed currently. And you guys are placed lovely on top of this book. (laughs) We're just sitting and laying here. And it's not just any book. It's a Rodin book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, so we were talking a little bit earlier about, like, career paths and stuff. And so what I wanted to talk about today or now is whether you want to participate or you don't want to participate in, like, life. Oh, yeah. By that, I mean, per, like, lately, more and more, I've been thinking about, like, what is it that I want to do? Do I want to go with the traditional route and, like, oh, no. do the whole corporate politics, yeah. moving up, having a great job, and, like, whatever, like, scaling up that way? Uh-huh. Or do I just want to check the fuck out and, like, mm-hmm. go to the middle of some random place in, like, the forest by yourself with, yeah. like, a dog or two, maybe a cat, <laughs> and, like... <laughs> And, like, just live life. Yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and, like, that process. I'm down for it because, like, my thing is, like, fucking live remotely. That's, like, a dream of mine. Yeah. I think that I think about it, too, but then at the same time, I think about, like, plumbing and shit. Like, remote, remote. Like, you're living out of a well. Like, that kind of stuff. To where I'm, like, do I want to give up the things, more or less, that we, like, trade in exchange for being like complacent i guess with yeah. us living a traditional lifestyle i think same because i've been being, like because i thought about like having an rv someday i was like dude honestly i just want my own space even if it's a <laughs> fucking rv and i was like you know what compost toilets like eco-friendly like that's where my brain was going and then i was like do i really want to fucking shit in some <laughs> toilet app where i have to see and clean up my own shit and my answer was fuck no oh but i was like huh yeah no. but also i was just like 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 wait why the fuck am i so like i'm so dependent on these fucking toilets that we have mm-hmm. and the fact that we have two bathrooms now i'm just like oh, Lord, thank i you. know <laughs> i honestly same thing lately the rv lifestyle has never appealed to me just because i'm like to me, but. no but lately there has been a little bit of a like an appeal just because uh-huh. i'm like i don't want to deal with this anymore i don't want to yeah. struggle with this and i feel like in like living an rv lifestyle it's not like easy but i feel like it's more doable than like living yeah. in an apartment or a house or whatever yeah. but 
same thing, the toilet situation. That's what you know what what image replays in my head from the movie RV, the one with Robin Williams. Yeah, I know that shit explodes everywhere. That's all I think about, and I'm like, yeah, never mind. Compost toilets. I'm I don't know what compost toilets are, but either way, I'm like, I don't want to see it. I want to like just go and then flush. (laughs) I never even know what happens to keep it a mystery. Yeah. No, for me, I've always liked RV living. I've always liked the idea because, like, especially here in California with fucking rents, one, are fucking ridiculous. They really are. And two, if you have, like, either a plot of land that's yours or somewhere where you can rent out, like, in the middle, back to the, in the middle of nowhere thing, it's, like, that's, like, a dream of mine, personally, Mm -hmm. to be able to, like, walk out of my house, even if it's a fucking RV, and just be like, holy fucking shit, miles of fucking land just here. Like For me, honestly, the if I were to live the RV lifestyle, it would have to be like road tripping style oh. because I'm not trying to like be in one place in an RV. I feel like the advantage of living in an RV is being able to like move around, go different places. And like a lot of those... I don't know, you probably know this, um, from, like, the RV, mm-hmm. they have, like, little sites on the internet or whatever where mm-hmm. you can, like, station your RV for yeah. free, and that's how people move around from, like, free camp to free camp. Yeah. I like that appeal, but then, like, gas is expensive. <laughs> and then also, like, breaking down because you're using the RV, and it's more likely to yeah. break down and stuff. But, like, if I were if I were to live in, a, in an RV or, like, a car or whatever, that's mm-hmm. the lifestyle I would choose. Okay. If not, I would want a house. Because That's I'm so like, interesting. like, because I'm like, the point of for me, the appeal uh-huh. to an RV is like being able to move around and whatever. But if not, I'm like, I'll just take a fucking cabin. And obviously, uh-huh. here in California, shit's yeah. expensive. But if we were to move to like Indiana or even like Arizona or fucking, I was looking Desert. at houses oh, the other day. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I in was, Arizona? In Arizona, because I was like, where can I move that's cheap? And like living in California, the, uh-huh. the places that you hear most people going to are Oregon. Ooh, like Oregon, Colorado or Arizona, those are like mm-hmm. the cheap places, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Oregon, uh, I don't know. It's not like super appealing to me. I think I want to move more east. And then Colorado seems appealing to me. And the mm-hmm. the houses are less expensive. I was seeing some of them are around like two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand for what is. the equivalent of like five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand would be here. Two bath standard suburb house, like here. three bedroom, four bedroom. Yeah, dude, that's fucking insane. And a lot of those, like especially in Arizona, they have like pools. Wow. So I'm like, so basically the yeah, value is better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the architecture style is a little bit different, but... No, I just mean, like, the desert thing. Like, that's why, for me, Oregon is more appealing, because I, for, at least from what I understand, it has more, like, like rain, essentially. Yeah. So, like, that's something I'm down for, but, like, the desert, I'm like, bitch, I can barely handle California heat. <laughs> I'm over here like a chinchilla dying every time. <laughs> I feel like I would be down for Arizona, mm-hmm. only because it's... It's, like, cheap, but moving there, I feel like if it was Phoenix, like, a city, because my biggest thing is I really want to, like, experience a city lifestyle-like, whether it's a city or not, just, like, being able to walk everywhere, having that be normal, things, like, kind of close-ish distance, and just, yeah, so just that, but when it comes to, like, living in the desert, that's also a turnoff for me, because I'm like, because I think about that, too, but then I think about how cheap it is, and I'm like, am I willing to sacrifice? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, what are it's you willing like- to Fresno? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's... Yeah, different. Yeah, but either, like, the more I think about it, the more that, like, life seems to be, like, what are you willing to sacrifice in order yeah, to get this? Because everything has, like, a positive and a negative, yeah. and, like, with all of these things, I'm like, oh, the RV lifestyle is great, but, like, 
plumbing. Yeah. And I'm like, Arizona's great, but, like, the <laughs> fucking desert. And then I'm like, California's great, but, like, shit's expensive. It really is. Yeah. yeah. But let's go a little bit more into, like, the whole, like, more, like, uh, less, like, living location and more... Mm-hmm. Um, Lifestyle or what? Lifestyle or, like, society, I guess. Okay. Because I want to talk about more about that. Like, that's the part that interests me or that has interest me because I've been thinking about this topic for a little bit now. Yeah. The, like, social aspect of you living a traditional lifestyle or the way that I picture it would be, Mm -hmm. like, in in terms right now, like, thinking about it career-wise, in terms of, like, social, like, whatever it's called what is it corporate politics okay like kissing people's asses basically okay, so social and respect to like employment and like career specifically yeah but like it being a necessity in order for you to like move up oh okay so because you, so, you're like, talking about the traditional idea of like for example starting off at a internship or base level where yeah. the idea is you're gonna slowly be moving up a ladder yeah and then what it takes to like move up that ladder because it's yeah. not like you can't just be good at your job like there's more to it than yeah, that definitely. you have to like kiss people's asses and like blah 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 and like stuff like that to where i'm like i do not want to do that yeah and i mean and then like we're both kind of more introverted one to begin with yeah i think that's something that i struggle with too where like like even like with teaching or anything in the medical field it's like to some degree you have to be able to kind of talk or like at least the way they sell it to you is like oh you know if you're like a more kind of you know talky person more like Mm -hmm. that kind of extrovert personality then it's like oh then this might be a good fit for you if you're more introverted like they don't really advertise for you but there's introverted people in all these fields as well yeah and I think that's like the hard thing like being introverted and having to like still like for me like teaching has always appealed to me or like that kind of and that's a form of communication but for me one it's different because one it's like mostly with like either teens or kids so with that for me right off the bat is a different interaction than with like adults my age or older that Uh I don't know how to interact with but like with um (laughs) I really don't no same but I'm just saying it sounds crazy like hearing it out loud yeah (laughs) but yeah but it's true though because it's like for me, especially with kids, it always comes so naturally. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't have to think twice about what I'm saying. But with adults, I don't even know how to say hi. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm just, like, I don't even know how to start a conversation. I, like, loved listening. Well, I'm not a great listener anymore, but I used to love listening to people and just, like, hearing their stories and then talking that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I have to initiate, my brain is got nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, that's kind of stepping outside of the thing. What I was going to say... Oh, is it because like there's introverted people in these fields as well, mm-hmm. and I guess it's just like almost to some degree you have to kind of on your own learn how to maneuver through that versus like the extroverted person that comes in and it becomes it's easier for them to just socialize in that way. Yeah, and so I think that's something that would like stop me a lot of times where I was like, oh, but I'm introverted. How am I gonna do that? And it's like now that like I volunteer and different things working with kids, I'm like, dude, it's so fucking easy to interact with these kids. And then like talking with the parents has always been the challenge for me. But like it's just interesting seeing how it's like you can succeed within these fields, even if you're like introverted, for example, or if you're not the standard that's being sold as like, oh, if you have these qualities, this will make you great for the job. Yeah, I feel like my biggest struggle with that is whether or not like because the biggest thing I think about that, I'm like, yeah, like I get what you mean in terms of like like 
pushing yourself to kind of develop skills or like develop well, not even develop but it's just like learning that like you don't have to be super talky with people or you don't yeah have but to you be have super... to at least push yourself a little bit to talk yeah so like you're yeah. still like set, even if you're not at the same like level i guess you mm-hmm. would say as someone like that's extroverted you still have to like mold yourself to that and like yeah, the I biggest thing with degree. me or the way that i think about it i'm like do i want to put in that effort and yeah. like should i have to put in that effort like is there not like a space for me as I am without Mm -hmm. like because I I do want to grow and develop and stuff but I'm like but it's not my goal to be like the chattiest person on earth yeah so I'm like do I want to put in that effort to like be more extroverted because it also feels super fake for me Mm -hmm. and like right now that I'm in a position where I have to talk to people all fucking day it drains the shit out of me and by the time that I get home I'm like done Mm -hmm. so I'm like in terms of me also enjoying my own life and balancing my own life outside of work how do I balance that when I feel so drained from working damn yeah because I because like one thing I guess one piece of advice would be like, but the thing is, this is a small one and it's not going to make that big of a difference because there's Mm -hmm. other things that go into it. One thing would be just like within the job because you're still going to feel the drain. I Mm -hmm. think even if you enjoy your job to a certain degree, you feel the drain. You're just more happy to take that drainage than when you're not fully like 100% enjoying it or when you like have those blocks mentally of like, one, I know I don't want to be here or like, I know that this is something that's not long term for me or Mm -hmm. like... um, even just things like, oh, like, like, uh, wait, I don't remember what I was going with that. <laughs> I lost it. Yeah. But like, but anyway, picking up. So yeah. like for, I get that things are a little bit different now because of COVID and everything. And like your life outside of work is limited just by nature of everything being closed. Yeah. Well, not even that close anymore. But I know. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but like at least close no, to yeah. us. Like even yeah. if things are opening, we're still not going places because we don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Or we're not going to as many places as we would normally. Yeah. And like the That's most true. outdoor thing that we're getting is hiking, which is a super solitary activity, especially now. I feel like even though you're still saying hi to certain people, you don't say hi to as many people as you did before. So like the interaction's less. You're kind of just like passing each by, by each other on mm-hmm. the trail as fast as you can. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess for me, though, like, because even with hiking, I do like the solitariness of it. Like, I prefer the solitariness of it versus, like, interacting with people. It's funny, though, with COVID, like, with, well, I guess with having to be inside more. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for me, I was always inside more. The only thing is that, like, it became different where I kind of lost, essentially, the opportunity to go outside and to be outside. Mm -hmm. That before it was, like, I had the chance of, like, oh, if you want to go outside and just, like, go down the street without a mask it's totally fine and now it's like you might be able to go down the street but for example with like yogurt time it was a self-serve ice cream shop Mm -hmm. and now if you go they serve it for you because of covid protocols and stuff and it's like it's not the same yeah i (laughs) feel like the biggest thing for that is like choice and decision because it's like it's one thing if you're forced to stay inside as like many of us feel during quarantine mm-hmm. where it's like oh it's not like a choice that you're making anymore versus like if things are opened up and you're choosing to be home even if you're home the same exact amount of time in our case we probably aren't but like still I'm pretty sure there are people that like are home just as much as they were before the pandemic but it was their choice and even though they're home the same amount of time I feel like a lot of those people might still feel like trapped or like they they want to go out now because yeah. it's no longer their decision to stay home yeah. it's something that like well fuck like I guess that's I guess like that's the thing that 
Because for me, even before the pandemic, I felt trapped, even though it was something I was doing to myself. Like I essentially stayed home most of the time because I didn't know how to go out because sometimes I had mental struggles or like mm-hmm. just things where like I didn't want to be near other people because I felt vulnerable inside, even though they wouldn't know. But like mm-hmm. still, it was just I didn't know how to go outside and I would stay inside. But it was still that sense of trap where I wanted to go outside and I wanted to go out and do X, Y or Z. But I just felt like I couldn't. This is mm-hmm. before the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, sometimes I would still have those lows. The difference being that I was starting to thrive in other things. For yeah. example, like with school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had taken one. I was flunking out of fucking college because I could not pull my shit together as far as doing my. And it was all from my side where I couldn't do my I wouldn't do my work. And then I had tried doing some online courses and I was like, I'm going to fail if everything goes to being remote. And and I mean, when it switched, I flunked out of everything, even though like in person, I had started to kind of gain a little bit more like doing better Mm -hmm. but once in march once march came and things flipped from in person to to um remote i just i completely i stopped even trying and Mm -hmm. i completely flunked out but then the next semester comes in fall and i was fucking thriving which one blew my mind just like whatever mental shifts because i still don't understand what those mental shifts were Mm -hmm. because even with us hiking and stuff i was able to right now i'm kind of back to that dependency on food but i was able to stop that like emotional in stress eating i feel like that's the point of like doing exercise though that's what they say even though we don't pay attention that Mm -hmm. it like when it comes to like eating that's one of the things that they recommend for you to get more active which sounds kind of dumb because it's like in theory wouldn't that make you more hungry yeah because i was more hungry yeah like it was different like because i could feel my muscles wanting yeah but the the difference is you're actually like your hunger level is reflecting the level of hunger you're having versus the like level of emotional hunger you have yeah and i guess because that was one thing i noticed like pre-pandemic because i've always to some degree have been anxious around people in general Mm -hmm. and in school i think that was it was one factor that did contribute to some of my stress but it wasn't the only thing Mm because some of it was just personal and just me completely giving up on myself Mm -hmm. but there was that small aspect of like in-person lectures and stuff i was half paying attention to the lectures and what i had to do and half paying attention to myself and what i was doing around other people or even walking and stuff i was always tense and that's just from my anxiety levels and that's one thing that coming into remote just completely dropped for me and i was able to fucking thrive especially that's last so semester. interesting because i had the exact exact opposite like thing for some mm-hmm. reason for me in person classes mm-hmm. i only had one semester that was like remote or whatever so that's not the only thing I can compare it to but for in-person classes I'm so focused on like taking notes because I take notes like a maniac during class I like to write down every not every single thing but like most of the things the professor is saying along with what the slides are saying yeah and so for me, it's really easy to just get caught up in that to where I don't pay attention to other people. Mm-hmm. And I always sit in front because I've noticed that if I sit in the back, I'm not pay- in front. I don't feel the stress of other people watching me. But whenever I sit in back, mm-hmm. I notice that I tend to watch other people and I get I get distracted really easily. I'm the so I always sit in front, A, because of that. Mm-hmm. But that's more of a side thing. The main thing is because I can't see. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the main reason why I started sitting in front. But by consequence, when I did sit in back like a few handful of times, because all of the front seats were um, 
were taken or I was late to like a few classes or something like that so I decided to sit in back so I wouldn't interrupt uh-huh. and on those days it was so hard for me to take notes because I would like the professor would be like blah 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 like talking about something and I wouldn't be paying attention to what they were saying because I was watching the other people that's because oh I'm like gosh. a big like people observer uh-huh. so I'd be like oh that's interesting oh look how many people are on their laptop how many people are taking notes this person's not even paying attention <laughs> There you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was thinking about that, but when it came to like remote learning, uh-huh. for the classes where I didn't have, like even the classes where I did, I didn't have to like share my like video and audio or whatever. Mm-hmm. For those classes, I still felt stressed because I was paranoid that I had my mic on or that the video was on. Mm-hmm. And like for me, for some reason, that's like more of a distraction or like I feel like I felt the similar thing that you felt in person, except yeah. I felt it online. That's and then for the class where I was where we had to share the video and audio the full, not the audio, but just the video the full time just to make sure that we were paying attention or mm-hmm. whatever. For that class, I don't feel like I was on top of it or paying an, like as much attention because I was focused on the way that I was looking in video. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I feel so it's like the opposite that we had. But it's crazy because it's like I wasn't looking at other people online. Mm-hmm to see what their camera looked like but I felt like in my brain everyone else was just like not paying attention just because of the videos I think you see on like Instagram and oh, YouTube the posts of, the like, posts oh, okay. of like look at what this person's doing their like dog came in and their like wife or whatever is in the background like random stuff uh-huh. like that to where it made me paranoid and so I would think that people were just watching to see what you were doing while being like on zoom uh-huh. versus in person i'm like oh like i don't really care if anyone's watching because i'm like sitting in front and focused on taking my notes and I'll, like i'll ace my fucking test bitch <laughs> so, so i was like the opposite of what you felt yeah no for me like in the even in the zoom lectures i still feel that same level of like anxiety and stress with having to interact with people mm-hmm. but in person it was more intense so it, it is interesting because Like, for me, in person, whether I'm in front or in back, that doesn't make a difference. Because I don't necessarily, like, observe and watch what other people are doing. It's all inside my head. It's all, like, mental and me just kind of, like, being extremely aware of what I'm doing and what others may perceive of that. Which Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with anybody else. It's all in my head. And, like, yes, I was still a frantic note taker. But just that anxiety itself like even walking around campus and stuff sometimes made me not want to go and for a long time i wouldn't go i would just be like i mm, i'm gonna take a day off and the next thing you know i took five days off and it's like oh you're only allowed three i don't think you would do well in like a city then because i was real i just so realized when you said that uh-huh. something clicked in me to where yeah. you feel like anxiety that everyone's watching you while you're like walking around on campus yeah. i have the opposite which is i feel like lost or like not like oh. lost but like one of many so uh-huh. i find comfort in that that everyone's doing their own thing everyone's running from a to b everyone's like fucking starving and like trying to get their like lunch in between yeah. their meals or whatever that like it just feel it feels like a city i guess to where like the the classic thing of like oh like people that go to new york or whatever you're like one of many you get lost like people are like doing random shit on the subway or like walking around Mm -hmm. the street and like things that you would never see people do in like other cities where it's not so populated i feel like the same thing goes for like a university at the Mm jc is a little bit different but like at the university i think it's just because the quantity of people that there are yeah and like the space yeah because at the JC, which is our junior college here, they 
there it's only so big and the majority of people tend to congregate around the library yeah. and then emeritus hall it's just like a transition point but no one really hangs around there yeah. versus like at a university where there's people like sitting on the grass on a blanket studying or they're like just every place every space you can see there's like someone sitting there and like cramming in a few minutes of studying or like eating their food or just like doing like living their life out on like see i guess like that's different though Uh because like at the jc like sometimes i would want to for example sit in the grass or sit in x y or z because the library i did enjoy the library Mm -hmm. and it's because most people were just there and doing their thing and i didn't feel like i i didn't feel as hyper aware of my like people around me or what i was doing i did like the jc library more than UCSBs. Yeah, because for me, like, most of my stress came, like, walking around in Emeritus in the parking lot, but Emeritus is, like, where I had most of my classes because of, yeah. like, that's history and English. It's all there. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, like that, because that was one of the stressors when it came to, like, my free time or, like, the library either being closed or me wanting to be outside to study. That's where it would get weird for me because, like, it wasn't, like, I was, like, it's not normal to sit on the grass. And this is all, again, in my head. It's not normal to sit on the grass. I might get stared at more. I don't like that. But I want to sit on the grass. And then I'd have this, like, frustration and kind of anxiety of, like, wanting to do something but feeling even more aware of myself then Mm -hmm. or becoming very aware versus when, because I've, I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't because I have had situations or places where I go. Oh, like, for example, Crunch Fitness, like the the gym membership. I I fucking hate that place. (laughs) I loved it. I like because I hate gyms. Uh But that one, the reason I liked it is because I would run on the treadmill. I would do my thing. But I didn't feel watched, which mm-hmm. in most places I feel extremely, again, hyper aware like, or watched. And there I didn't feel that because like, I, like, I would sometimes look around and I'd be like, oh, everyone's doing their own thing. And I felt comfortable doing my own thing and looking ridiculous, sweating and feeling like I might pass out, which happened once. Where <laughs> I almost passed out. And I had you a made lock- it to the locker room? I made it to the locker room and laid the fuck down on the bench. And legs just, up? <laughs> yeah, legs up and just laid there and was like, please no one ask me if I'm good because I'm going to like become even more You're anxious. Be, yeah. And then I'm gonna pass out. Because that's happened to me in hikes, you know, like in hikes, we've gone together and sometimes I'm about to pass out. Uh And then when there's a lot of people walking, I can't calm down or it's a lot harder for me to calm down. Uh And I don't sit or like breathe properly because I'm super aware of all these people walking down. And it takes me like 30 minutes versus 15 to come back. Mm -hmm. And even then I'll keep standing up because I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm not fine. (laughs) Because even the times where you've had to like sit down or lay down or whatever, Mm -hmm. your body language isn't like relaxed the way it is here or the way that we've gone on other hikes where you've had to take a minute. Yeah. Like at Armstrong or whatever oh. in that place like you looked like relaxed you looked like you were trying to like re, re like really deep breathe yeah. versus when we've gone to like taylor, taylor yeah that's the one i'm thinking that's the too. one where like people are passing and you look super stiff like sitting on the rock <laughs> yeah because i because like i feel like i'm gonna pass out and even though you're there and stuff and it comforts me a little bit mm-hmm. it's still like a con- constant amount of people and like to some degree in in one aspect i'm like oh my god this is embarrassing i don't want to look stupid and another aspect i'm like dude like this is an extremely vulnerable state i'm literally like feeling like i'm gonna pass out and die in front of strangers that i don't know Mm -hmm. like this is not the way i want to (laughs) go yeah and and like i just i couldn't calm myself and because because like my heartbeat was already fast like i just couldn't slow it down because that anxiety was also bringing it up Mm -hmm. and then like i would keep being like you know what i think i'm good enough to stand up and i would stand up and it's like no and i knew i wasn't good enough to stand (laughs) up but you were like i can't sit back down (laughs) yeah but i I was like i can't sit back down or i can't sit and so my new technique has been when i start to feel that really tiredness which kind of helps but at some point i also have to sit down depending Mm -hmm. 
which kind of helps is just like one don't go uphill anymore but just keep walking very slowly but just kind of back and forth which i don't know if you've noticed that that's what i've been doing lately where like i won't sit or lay down i'll just keep walking but i'll slow down extremely but i'll just i won't stop walking until my heart oh goes yeah down. yeah and that's when i'll sit down because what i've noticed too is when i sit down when when my heartbeat feels like it's gonna explode and i feel like i'm gonna like pass it out it takes you longer to recover it takes me longer to recover and if i just lay down then i really feel my heart just like pumping mm-hmm. you out. can like feel it in your head yeah i can feel it like it just fucking yeah. coursing through my anyway wish something else <laughs> talk about something else oh back to the city thing i just want to say one last thing because okay. another thing that triggered me right now that i was like oh my god like wanting Where, to go to the city huh, yeah because okay. I, or like what the appeal is for me for oh, a city okay. and like especially see, like here. that aspect of me that i'm like oh i like being able to like see extreme shit happening but not being able to see it weird or not identifying it to that person being weird yeah. but like this city is crazy or something like that yeah. so where it's not the individual but it's like as a whole like everyone's like participating and like for me one of the biggest things that I've noticed about myself and one of the biggest struggles I've also had with myself internally is that I consider myself to be an extra person Mm -hmm. in the sense that I like to do like random shit and I like to like do like things that are a little bit out of the norm or that Mm -hmm. would seem out of the norm to other people and like just doing me basically Mm -hmm. like I like to feel like I'm like just being different but I don't like the attention that normally comes with it with people being like, oh my God, look at this person, what they're doing. Yeah. Because it instantly makes me like shrink back mm-hmm. and I don't like it versus from what I've experienced in like a city or like even at uni- like at college where everyone's doing something different. Like there's some random person eating like a corn dog on top of some like weird rock or something like just random stuff like yeah. that to where it's like. Like, you're just seeing a bunch of people just, like, thriving and, like, just living their, their lives. Doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, that I, like, really like. And yeah. that's what, that, like, the way that I want to live my life. And mm-hmm. I feel like, for me, environment-wise, a city is more conducive to me living the type of lifestyle in terms of, like, me feeling freedom yeah. that I, like, want to experience. And I feel like that's my biggest appeal towards cities, Oh, okay. So it's that, and then the walkability of everything, too. I was going to say, because I remember you've, and you've mentioned this a lot, that, like, here we can't just walk to places because it's kind of weird because no one walks, everybody yeah. drives. And, like, versus, because that, that is something that I would like, but I don't, I don't, I think I'm more into, like, liking rural versus a city life. But I do, like, that's the one thing about today that I do, like, just the accessibility of, like, here's the grocery store, here's, and you just walk there. Well, the, the thing about rural, though, for me, has the same appeal. Because when I think about rural, I think about, like, your neighbors are miles and miles away. Yeah. So you could do whatever the fuck you I want. I can walk fucking on, naked on yeah, my property. Yeah, if you want to, you like, can walk naked yeah. or whatever, and no one's going to say anything. And it's going to be, like, the same feeling, I guess, as, like, yeah. a city in the sense that you're like like your actions don't really not that they don't matter but like that they're not being like questioned or like mm-hmm. or like scrutinized or, or yeah. stuff like that where i don't know where i was going with that but oh it's the same it's, the yeah. same like feeling mm-hmm. that like appeals to me because when i think about rule if we were to like i consider santa rosa even though it's not like super rule uh-huh. it's like a city technically but like yeah. i consider it to be rule but in every way i don't want it to be yeah. <laughs> because it's like it's big enough to where there's a fuck ton of people everywhere but Uh you don't get the same benefits that you get from like a city where you can walk everywhere and where people aren't like judging you also like buses here suck yeah public transportation
meditation in general Mm -hmm. it's and it's not like commonly used it's like people you use it if you don't have a car yeah or or i guess in the city it's the same thing but it's different because here it's like social status and in cities even though it can have that aspect it's not as dependent on it too yeah. yeah Where here, it is definitely exclusive to, like, oh, I can't afford a car, so that's why I'm on the bus kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is, like, I can't afford a car, so that's why I go on bus. Yeah. Which right now, it's all... Uber and stuff, too. Yeah, that shit's expensive. But here, it's more expensive than in cities. Because, like, at fucking... I still can't get over this. Like, in Barcelona, or I think it was Barcelona, or some other city, it was, like, $17 to go from the airport to where we were staying, which was, like, a 20-minute drive. $17! Versus here, to go to fucking, to my work, that one time I paid $50. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And that shit's 15 minutes away. Yeah. Like, that's insane. And I mean, now the prices have gone down a little bit just because I think that uh, either there's more, like, drivers going out or, like, less people are using it or I don't fucking know what's going Mm -hmm. on or, like... The point is that the like the price is going down lower, but it's still I think more expensive than a city. Probably because I remember like the when I used Uber, it cost me ten bucks to get from like where I live to work, and that was like a seven to maybe ten minute drive, and it was ten bucks to get there. And I remember like think ten to fifteen, but it was usually ten because I would it was hella early in the morning because I. I, I I think it was you who had told me about, like, oh, it can be hella cheap. And I was like, bitch, where? Yeah. <laughs> I start to use it here. Yeah. And that's probably why. Because <laughs> you, you remember you'd be like, oh, it's like three, seven bucks tops to, like, when you were, oh, I think it was when you were in Santa Barbara that you, like, go places in Uber and stuff. And you're like, it's hella, you're like, it can be pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, oh, I forgot about that. It was cheaper there, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I remember I was like, oh, I'll just take Uber to work then. And then it was like 10 bucks. 10 bucks. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, where is this $5 fam or yellow was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I uh, want to yeah. be on your podcast more because I, I, well, I just want to talk. I just want to talk to you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like this is also, I was thinking about it in terms, because I was like, today, earlier, I wanted to talk to myself. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but I feel crazy talking to myself because <laughs> of the, like, my mom's gonna come out and she's gonna be like, "Who are you talking to?" And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. "Myself, bitch." <laughs> You'll be like, "Sorry, I have a prostitute service." Yeah. And just, wait, what is it like? For a good the, time call. Yes. What is it or called? Whatever. Like for a, a good time call. Uh, phone sex. Ah, no, but isn't there's there's not like a name for like the service or general type? No, I don't know. Phone okay, sex. Well, just, I guess phone I sex. I thought that was it. Just for paid phone sex, I guess. But I think it's really helpful for me to talk it out. Yeah, because even right now, like, I'm talking, I like, would say something, you're like, I had an epiphany. Yeah. I know why I love the city. And I, I feel like that's something that happens every time, even when I just, I think just talking in general, like, can be very helpful. And, like, you, even if the person you're talking to gives you no advice, but just in you kind of going through and figuring Giving out, like, sorting things out. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> yeah. sorting shit out in your head. Uh-huh. Which, like, is different than just when you're talking to yourself in your head. Yeah. Versus, like, when you're saying it out loud, like, it's, like, a different level of processing the same information yeah and i feel like before i had that same like feeling with journaling but like Mm -hmm. lately for the past like few years i think for the for the past like year year and a half journaling just hasn't done it for me the same way that it did in the past and so like my way of expressing myself i was like what the fuck because that's always been an outlet for me to not Uh feel trapped even if i wasn't talking to people and so when that kind of like 
stopped being a thing for me I was like what the fuck am I gonna do now and I was starting to feel like more trapped but like right now that I've been talking a little bit more even though I haven't like fully fully been talking while I am recording the podcast it like is helpful for me expressing yourself you mean I, I don't think I'm even fully expressing myself yet but I feel like there's like potential for me or I mm-hmm. see that like the more that I podcast right now it's a little iffy because I took like a few weeks break of not podcasting but the like for the last episodes the more that I podcasted the more consistent it was it's kind of like developing a skill but -hmm. developing it in like a natural way to where I was like oh I could see the way that like people like that are podcasting now and they're like really good at it and stuff I could see the way that evolves even like some of those people might naturally be born with it or whatever but it's like either way I could see the way that it progresses and how some of those podcasts they get like better and better and better because it is kind of like a skill yeah. To like be able to talk and express yourself. And that's one of my goals to be able to clearly express myself because I don't feel like I always do. Mm-hmm. And I also don't feel like I fully send ideas or like I feel like I kind of go along ideas, but I won't like finalize them. And then I move on to the next topic. Do you mean like your own ideas? Yeah, like my own so, thoughts and stuff. Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like with, with writing essays, that's always been, like, one of my struggles or the person's always been, like, if when it comes back to feedback. Oh, you're very they, vague? Is you know, that? That I'm vague, but I feel like I'm being thorough because I'm, like, I'm implying all of these things. Do I oh. really need to explicitly state and that, it? And that's but thing, it's, yeah. like, yes, you do. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like that's a reflection of the way that I talk, too, mm-hmm. to where sometimes I don't feel like I'm, like, fully... Like, I feel like I'm about to get to, like, the end of that thought. Uh And then I'm like, anyway, side note, this other thing that's happening. And then I go on to that topic and the same thing. I'm about to get to that thought. And then I move on to something else. And it's been something that I've always, like, struggled with, finalizing Uh thoughts. Yeah. So you're basically just giving a lot of themes. But then you're just like, so that's a cool theme. So this is another cool theme kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's crazy, though, because when it comes to, like, self-reflection, I feel like it's super important to, like, finalize those thoughts. Yeah. And I feel like I've gone, like, deep enough to make changes in my life, but not deep enough to, like, fully, like, to make it as much as it can be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I guess with what you're saying, essentially, is, like, you want to get to the point where you're not just expressing that, like, oh, for, this is an, an example, theoretical example. Uh-huh. <laughs> not just to the point where you're like, oh, I feel sad. You're not just saying, oh, I feel sad. All right, let's leave it. You're saying, oh, I feel sad. Why? Oh, I feel sad. Like, when do I feel sad? Oh, I feel sad. What kind of sad? What does the sad mean? What, like, these different, like, you're not, like, fully just diving in or just, like, kind of sulking or like, just letting that sink in of, like, oh, I feel sad. You're just like, oh, I feel sad. Moving on anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and Next then also, thing. like, what to do about it. Yeah. Like, how to problem solve. Because usually it's, like, the like some issue that's coming up to where I'm, like, I feel sad or, like, I feel, fuck, like, mad or, like, yeah. like dishappy or so, dissatisfied and stuff like that to where it's, like, then what am I going to do about it? Yeah, but you're just... Or, like, what's the process moving on? You never get that deep on? into it. Cause yeah, because just... I, I kind of do by being, like, oh, these other things that can, like, make my life a little bit better or whatever, but it's always about that, like, with these other things mm-hmm. versus, like, currently now, how can I, like, shift my perspective? No, I guess it's also that idea of, like, one, you're thinking about it all as this, like, top layer and you never get down to the deep parts. Yeah. But also, you're just almost, like, 
oh, that seems like a good thing to dive into for future me. Yes. Good for- <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's been a constant thing because it's and also when it comes to like depth, I feel mm-hmm. like I skip around in levels of depth because I do consider myself and I've been told also that I'm like a deep thinker or whatever. Yeah, I would agree. But I don't like a uh-huh. like sometimes I see it, but also I'm like, if I was this that deep of a thinker, wouldn't I like know like have a little bit more insight into myself or like sometimes because well, no, you're also you are a deep thinker but you're also avoiding yeah but i also so. oh i guess that yeah <laughs> i guess that would like, be that yeah, it's not that you're not a deep thinker it's that you're like you are a deep thinker because even the fact that you can recognize that you have these like things going on mm-hmm. it kind of is some examples of the fact that you do think thorough or deeply you're just also avoiding shit <laughs> yeah and i feel like some of that's also me skipping around with depth though because mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes i'll like I'll, like, listen to people talk that I wouldn't consider them, like, that deep of a thinker. Mm -hmm. And they say shit that I'm like, oh, I've never thought about that before. But it's, like, even if it's something, like, especially when it's something, like, more, like, basic or something Mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, that's that's an interesting thought that I've never had. But it's, like, it's so simple. Yeah, or that I'm like, so, like, how have I not thought about that? Yeah. So then I'm like, so I guess I'm not that deep of a thinker because I'm like, if your ass could think about that, like, <laughs> well, like it's just different because yeah, like because like, I mean it's like this whole idea of like overthinking. You can overthink to the point where like the simple stuff is not even in your train of thought because you're thinking about all these like like very small possibilities of like oh well this can happen and it's like this remote possibility but it's a possibility mm-hmm. and then you know let's say some basic person or whatever is thinking like oh my god it could be the when then you're like oh it is you're like you're like you're like i mean most cases i guess yeah just it's good to explore the fact that it can also be the- <laughs> yeah oh and my you're like god. but you know what i didn't think about that one that win thing hmm. i guess that makes sense yeah because yeah because I, I do think i do think you are like a deep thinker i guess from the way that you're saying i do think you are mm-hmm. but i do think you like like with certain emotions and we've talked about this and like the, the idea of like coping and traumas and stuff and that like there's shit that either you're not ready to face or that you're avoiding and mm-hmm. if you think deeply and you're aware of some of like the pain and stuff you can be like oh wow that kind of hurts when you said so, that i was like huh that makes sense i was like i've never thought about it <laughs> Um, here comes this basic ass bitch, Jessica. No, I don't feel like you're a basic like like a not deep thinker. But no, I don't think you're I mean. like at, like that deep of a thinker. Well, either. No, I, you're I, more like on the normal deep side. Yeah. Well, no. Here, I, I think also the thing is that like, see, when it comes to me, you can expect that I'm gonna have some like things or do things where you're gonna be like, what kind of a fucking idiot <laughs> would do or think that or like not know that? Just because for me, I think that's. Like, it's not so much that I'm a deep thinker. It's more that I just think slightly differently and it's a little bit off sometimes. Sometimes I think differently in in, in a respect where I'm kind of stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like I don't get basic concepts of things where I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, once it's explained to me, then I'm like, how did I not get that? But, Mm -hmm. but like, it's just, it's, it's, so my wave, my wavelength is just a little bit off from others, but it's still normal. Oh, so would you say that you like are thinking like, compared to each other mm-hmm. you would think more as like a like you're saying like off the beaten path and like mm-hmm. things come to you kind yeah. of in that sense versus me where i'll like think about something and i think about like the different yeah I guess, like scenarios yeah and I that's guess. where like my like thinking process is centered around like different possibilities mm-hmm. versus yours is more like this is it but it like most of the time like you're saying it's like a little bit off yeah well I guess, like, 
I guess in that way, I feel like you're more analytical about things. Mm-hmm. And with me, like I, okay, even playing chess, I don't, the, one of the big reasons that I don't like to play chess and I lose interest fast is because I'm not good at it because I can't think ahead the way you can think as far mm-hmm. as moves go. And so I feel like you're more analytical in that sense of just like thinking, period, just any form of thinking, you're more analytical. And now I'm more just like, oh, look, the wind is blowing. <laughs> and we went this you're way. Like, and I'm like, Se me llevo para acá. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, and to some degree, I'm aware that there's more ways of looking at things or like that's always been like my mentality of like, oh, there's like, this is my opinion or this is the way I'm seeing this. But like, there's, you know, other ways to see it. But I don't, I can't see those other ways or I don't know what those other ways are. Oh, so you're more open then to other things versus me where I'm like, like open to things, but in the possibilities kind of that I can imagine them. Oh, okay. And for me, I'm like, I know that I can't think of other possibilities, so there's <laughs> <Yeah>. more out there. Because <laughs> I'm like, I saw this rock and it's cool. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, there's more going on. This rock is super cool, though. Yeah. And like, that's where like, like, I guess in, in, in essence, you're more analytical where like you're observing one, you're taking in a lot of information at once mm-hmm. and like you're you're analyzing it and seeing different possibilities. And with me, it's more like I noticed that rock that everyone just passed that just walks by kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is cool. And I think in that way, it kind of helps my way of thinking and stuff to like look at things slightly differently sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. So it's not so much that I'm a deep thinker because I that I don't think that's it because I'm also lazy. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that I'm a deep thinker. I think for me, it's just like I tend, like you're saying, I, I tend to think, well, like I'm saying, I tend to think a little bit like off the beaten path, I guess, or mm-hmm. a little bit off where sometimes it does make me kind of weird though. <laughs> and like, does it make me want to express everything I think? <laughs> sometimes it can be funny though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, I probably shouldn't say that out loud because I don't think people will understand what I mean. Talking about that now, another th- or now another thought that I've had has been like people expressing themselves, mm-hmm. like when it comes to like political correctness and stuff like that, oh, where it's like you can't say it like that, or like you can't say those things. Oh, I have a little story about that, but oh. continue. But like my biggest issue with that is like. I feel like people are so focused on, like, the way that you're expressing it, which is a start and it is important. But mm-hmm. it's, like, just Champion. because that person isn't saying it doesn't mean that or they're not saying it right. Yeah. In but quotes, right? No, but, like, I'm just saying, like, for example, when it, like, when it comes to, uh, I don't know, like, think about something that's bad. <laughs> okay. Like things that you shouldn't be thinking about or whatever that you shouldn't be saying. It's like just because that person sex racism we can. Okay, but when it comes to sex Uh and oh, oh, that's a great topic. So when it comes to sex and like everyone knows that like everything is or not that everyone knows, but like it's been stated more than once that like a lot of things are based in sex or like the way that advertisement works or like the most appealing thing to us for advertisement is sexually based things or like sexual Mm -hmm. innuendos or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but it's also something that's like not like super talked about socially and it's Mm -hmm. more or less expected that we don't talk about it but also that we have it but it's also expected that we don't think about it and like Mm -hmm. the way I think it's the way that we people think that the way that you express yourself is the way that you're thinking it but it's not always like that or like oh my god I just lost myself the, the way you express is not always the way that you're necessarily thinking or intending it. I mean, like, I think that people focus too much on the way that pe- that things are being said mm-hmm. and not so much on the way that you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
And so they think that it's the same thing, expressing versus thinking. And so they're like, oh, if they're not saying these like horrible, mean things, they're not thinking it either. And they're like, that's good enough. And I feel like that's when you get onto all of these subtle things and like backhanded compliments and or like backhanded, like, what are they called? Like, yeah, like bad head candid compliments. I think that's what you're saying. Oh, it just the the compliments just threw me off. I don't know why it like made sense, but then it didn't. You're talking about like when someone like, for example, gives you a compliment, like, oh my god, you're so nice for a fat girl. Like that kind of thing. Like something like like that, but but not as like explicit because that's like Mm. I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm not subtle. (laughs) (laughs) But like more like things to where it's like, oh, did. Did that person, like, mean to say it that way? Uh-huh. Or, like, when you question it, because it's not, like, 100% not, there, yeah. but you're, like, but did they, like, like you, like, question it for, me, like, <laughs> a second, and then you're, like, no, no, whatever. Uh-huh. But then you, feel, you like, whatever comes, and then you realize that they did mean it that way, yeah. and you're, like, oh, this person's a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a struggle that I've been having when it comes to like political correctness and just like just people expressing themselves Mm -hmm. too it's like just because you think something's wrong or whatever doesn't mean it's wrong for everyone else like not political correctness that's like just random topics like Mm -hmm. when it like just because you think something's wrong doesn't mean it's wrong for everyone else and then also when it comes to like expressing yourself I feel like what's the I feel like we're too focused I don't know I'm, I'm like getting caught up right now but I'm like, do you, can I contribute do you, some? Yes, because okay. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going, but I know where I'm going. But like, mm. well, as far as the, like expressing, like what you're saying of like expressing and like being too focused on the way someone says it or how they express a certain view, I do agree that we do tend to focus too much sometimes on that expression. It is an important aspect, mm-hmm. like the way you express yourself. But also, like if you just point that out as wrong, you're not really doing anything. Not even to correct, but just to either, one, understand what they mean, and two, to, like, just be on the fucking same page. Because sometimes you're also on two different pages where they're talking about A and you're over here talking about fucking D. Oh, I guess, yeah. So that's one thing. And then also as far as expressing, like, people expressing themselves, I think it's important that if someone expresses themselves and it's a way that even in general or, like, in some way is hurtful towards either a population or a person or people... Mm-hmm. That, like, you still, like, take the information that they're saying and you don't just say, oh, my God. You don't just basically shame them into shutting up because that opinion is still there. Yes, that's I think the that's biggest, important. Yeah, that's the yeah, biggest, yeah, like, issue. Yeah, that's where I was getting at, but I didn't know how to say it. But, yeah, because I, oh, my God, there was another thought that I had and it just went away. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it'll come back. Wait, repeat what you said again. I feel like it'll trigger my okay. mind again. <laughs> Let's see if just I the last remember. little part. Okay. Um just essentially it's important to not just like shut the way people express themselves and whether it's something generally negative that most people see as like why would you think that way or that hurts a certain person or people like it's important i think to not just shut them down and shame them so that they never say because that opinion is still there that's Mm -hmm. sort of okay i remember so (laughs) one of the like biggest things that i liked about my first semester at santa barbara i had the like immersion transfer student thing class Mm -hmm. and one of the things that the professor said that has stuck in my head that I really, really, really like, and I feel like everyone should, like, 
think about things in terms like that he was like oh he's like normally you think about calling people out Mm -hmm. but he's like i would recommend that he's like i personally like the verbiage of calling people in because you're calling people into seeing the way that you're seeing things and understanding it from like the perspective of like why it's like the way that they're saying things can potentially be problematic. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like wrong and bad, but like that, yeah. it, that it's like, Oh, for some people it can like be triggering or like yeah. some other things. And he's like, let's call people into like being more aware mm-hmm. of why things need to be expressed in certain ways. Yeah. So, but it's like that whole me- like it full circles back into the mentality of like not not being based on shame because it's like when you, also when you say calling people in, it's not like you're shaming you're not shaming them for not knowing what they don't know. Mm-hmm. You're like trying to be like, oh, like you maybe you didn't know this, but like this is like the like a better not like I don't know when to say like a better, but like a better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> way of like stating something or like just looking at things yeah really to where nice. like the way that you look at things will change the way that you express yourself or at mm-hmm. least the intent you have behind yeah. it and I, yeah i do think that's true especially with like because like in in saying that like we like what we're saying right now but like oh people should be able to express whatever it is that they're meaning to express because mm-hmm. i do think that's important that also doesn't mean that as a whole we should say well they're right we should accept everything they're saying because some things people say can be extremely hurtful mm-hmm. and extre- extremely like racist sexist whatever it is it can be that mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that by saying oh well we should we should allow for this expression so we can have these conversations or so we can't even touch these topics and these like ignorances or whatever it is on different levels because even sometimes as people that are like oh that hurts and this and that Mm -hmm. like sometimes even within that there is a lot of rightness in saying this is hurting and this is and this is like bad but we also don't always know how to express why it's bad Mm -hmm. or why we're feeling the way we're feeling we're just like we just shut it down and that's it and we never talk about it like it's a negative emotion that's as far as it's going and i know and and yeah and i'm gonna circle this back to like even like sex i'm gonna circle back to sex where, like, we have this idea of, like, one, both sex is something that, for the most part, most people have at some point in their lives. They'll have sex at least once. <laughs> at least once. <laughs> at least once. <laughs> and, but at the same time, there's a lot of shame we've put in having sex, and mm-hmm. especially in certain ways of sex. Especially when you think about things like BDSM or even just, like, oh, rough sex. Or even just, like, oh, you give head. It's like, oh, for some people, they're like, wow, you give a head. Well, even it's like, for, like now, for missionary, but... some people are like, what the fuck? Like, you just oh, lay yeah, there? Ba- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, you do some basic. Yeah. yeah, even like different things. But like, it kind of goes back to this idea, too, with, with sex in general. We tend to have this almost like shame and shutdown mentality mm-hmm. for certain aspects of it. And I think it relates to what we're talking about now as far as expression, where in couples, sometimes a lot, you'll see this like, this idea of like oh you don't really talk about or communicate as much with not every couple but just this idea of like oh you just have sex and then that's it but you don't see either side communicating or expressing certain either desires or like kind of kinks or ideas that they have of like oh I kind of want to try this or like what if we spice things up or what if we like dumb things down or what if we like be less free whatever the fuck it is and I think it's it's similar in that way of expression where there's certain things that for whatever reason have either become taboos or like things that the second you think about it, your your brain 
depending on your society but like for example and with us your brain just clicks as oh that's bad shut it down we don't talk about it we don't even think about it we put that in the this drawer and we never look at it mm-hmm. and it's like how are you supposed to either grow or or learn about why things are a certain way or why people think a certain way if you don't fucking look at it you know what else is interesting when it comes to like sex or like just things that are like sexually explicit or like sexually just like sexual in nature Mm -hmm. i think it's super interesting the role social media plays because when or at least the people that i follow a lot of the people that i follow are like youtubers like nikita dragon like louis life and like i don't know just a, a bunch of other people they're like super sexual with the content that they're expressing it's not straight up like them having sex and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's like them twerking them showing their bodies and Mm -hmm. like being like are they just well okay and here's my question with that is one is it just somewhat like there's some lust or sex appeal towards it there's sex appeal and lust towards it and it's okay and that or like a lot of people are not okay with it but like a lot of people and i would say most or at least from my experience Mm -hmm. like most of the people are okay with them expressing themselves but if they see someone they know or someone in their town i'm sure even if they saw them in person yeah but that's different though because it's still like you're still separating that that like person is so that personality essentially that that like that personality is not like one of us they're like one oh uh, like they're they're free enough to express themselves and and but anyway back to what i was saying so when it comes to like them seeing someone that they know Mm -hmm. or someone that is like from their town or from their like social bubble or whatever doing the exact same thing that's when you see a lot of hate shit Mm -hmm. and people being like oh my god ya te crees or like that kind kind of stuff where it's like you're praising this other person for being so like free and like and to a certain like, degree, wishing that life was Yeah, like and that. being like, oh my god, I wish I was as free as you. Or like, oh, like envisioning your life, mm-hmm. like being that, like not giving that much of a fuck that you can like post a bikini picture like with one little string up your butt basically (laughs) and like being like i feel confident in this Mm -hmm. and my life won't be ruined by it and then like if you were to see so like even someone dressed in a similar way not as explicit like half of the explicit level that like people on like the internet dress if you were to see that in person that's when you hear like shit talking and shame and stuff let's just add a push up bra to someone and just a little bit like an inch lower cleavage yeah where it's like oh my god blah 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 Mm -hmm. and it's like first of all which is making me think about church again yeah I I thought about the same thing I was like mind your business first the fuck Uh all and second of all it's like why why do you care so much that like this person is expressing themselves the way that they want to and three it's like you're praising this other person for doing the exact same shit and you're wishing you and like you lived in a world where that was accepted and then you're like surrounded by people that are accepting it and that are like expressing it themselves and then you're like oh my god that's not appropriate or like that shouldn't be a like a thing and it's like we're we're like holding ourselves back Uh by not like letting ourselves be free basically yeah in a sense and it's also interesting you were saying because what i'm also thinking as far as like like a youtube personality or like these people that you're talking about as like at the same time it's like you're like oh why can't the world be like that and they're seen as like they're almost seen as other to a certain degree but also they're on this pedestal where it makes that okay 
but like anybody else not on the pedestal, you're not supposed to do that. Yes. And it's that yeah. double standard mm-hmm. with like social position or like I don't even know if it's social position, yeah. but like some type of position. Well, yeah, different because yeah. even 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 like because even like take a step back and even just think of body type. Mm-hmm. If you see like what's considered an ideal for a magazine doing these poses on Instagram and it's just a normal girl, you'll she'll get hate, but she'll also get the praise of like, oh, like, yes, queen, whatever, this and that. If you see either, let's say someone like me where my proportions, my stomach is huge compared to my legs. I, I kind of look like, what's his face, Groot? No, not No, group. it's uh, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, like Mike Wazowski. Or I was thinking the, the guy from Despicable Me. They, they, he has the long legs and then like the big stomach wait from despicable me oh okay. what's that's his not name the point. you know is that's not even the point well, i'm gonna be distracted now <laughs> what's his name just for a second <laughs> but um but like if you see those proportions one now there is slightly a body campaign but that's also a problem the fact that it's a campaign mm-hmm. that it's like a oh my god this is the latest trend kind of a thing to some degree of like yeah post that bikini picture i think it's because it's back to the whole like verbalizing thing it's like forcing people to be like yes praising blah 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 when it's like not how you feel and it's like mm-hmm. you don't have to be like your body's great when you don't think about it just yeah. don't say mean shit about it when yeah. it's none of your business slash it doesn't concern you yeah. like because it makes me think of this one instance too where it was it's someone we know i won't say their name but it was it's someone that we know where they showed us a video or they i can't i think they showed both of us but they showed us this video and it was like she was a a heavier girl and she was feeling herself and she's fucking grinding and dancing and she's wearing short shorts and she's wearing a top that's showing a little bit of her belly because it keeps riding up wait like a random video on the internet yeah like okay i was like what type of family event did i miss that i didn't see that yeah but they showed us this video and i and i remember like their comment was like oh my god basically like i have to show you this like there's this fucking ridiculous girl that's like over here feeling hella sexy and like my i can res- guess who showed us that just based on the yeah. words you used <laughs> and and my response i was just like oh wow yeah she looks fucking confident and because that's all i could say was like oh wow she like the because my my actual thought process was like oh shit she's fat she feels hella confident like fuck i wish i could <laughs> feel that confident because like uh-huh. for me like that's one thing that like i struggle with the fact that like that I look like this because I've looked like this most of my life, but not for all of my life. There was a period in my life where I looked, I had muscles and defined abs or whatever, and I really felt myself, but I was also disgusted by myself then because I didn't realize that I had that. You were like, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and now, and that's something I've always struggled with where I want to be that fucking girl twerking and I feel like that inside sometimes. But then I think about like people saying shit like that and I'm like, and I don't do it because I'm like, I'm like, like, I like wearing tank tops and like, I like showing my shoulders and my boobs because I feel like I like one. I like shoulders. And although mine are not ideal personally from what I think, but I still love that showing shoulders. That's your favorite body part. It's my favorite <laughs> body part. Yeah. And <laughs> but but at the same time, I feel hyper aware of the fact that like a lot of people because she's not the only one that's said that or thought that about like someone doing that. And then I think about, like, my own thoughts, too. Because, like, my thought wasn't, like, oh, my God, this bitch is sexy as hell. Twerking, I was like, oh, shit, she's fat. Mm -hmm. And, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, there was this other video. I think it's not the same one you're talking about, but it's different. But it, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was some video of some girl. She was on the heavier side, too. Mm-hmm. And she was doing. Oh, she said something about like it, it wasn't Valentine's Day because that's now. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was something about like Christmas or like spending a new year with like new, like basically being like a fuck girl in that sense uh-huh. and being like, oh, we're going to dominate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I love what she's saying. It's like it's so like it's funny because it's like that whole like switch on like the whole like the the ideal that you have for like gender and stuff Uh like that. And it's like interesting to see that it's just like people thinking like different ways versus like, oh, girls think like this. Guys think like this, like that kind of stuff. And then someone responded to it and they were like, oh, calm down or like not for you. you Like that's not your type of lifestyle. Like you could never do that. And I was like, what? business do you have <laughs> saying that shit and it's like they're not saying that they're gonna fuck you and your friends it's like, like if you don't want to fuck cool yeah clearly that's not for you but <laughs> But I was like, just what she was saying, I was like, if she was some other girl saying the exact same thing, people would be like, oh my god, yes, queen, like, let's fucking go. Yeah, if she like, if she was up to the standards that we have, it's yeah. like, to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. I also don't think everyone holds those standards, but they're the ones that we see the most in social media, in TV and stuff, even yeah. now. Even though there is a slight shift, that's still the standard. Mm-hmm. That like, oh, you have to be a certain either sort of shape essentially not it's not even so much body weight but it's a certain shape and like figure that you have to hold and then you're cool to like do whatever you want or say whatever you want and it'll be more likely praised yeah and not whatever even, you want, but like, like at first the whole like body awareness shit started with like plus size models plus size models emphasis on the models yeah. that were like curvy as fuck and like they still had that like skinny waist even though they had like more I mean, they still like had, more on them than like a but traditional it was still curves model lumps. yeah but it was like smooth there was no like fupas no like random longer popping out of like the underwear (laughs) nothing like that Uh so it was like still like and and people were like oh my god yes and there was backlash on that too and i feel like that like plus size model type is now like more accepted Mm -hmm. but then the like variations of that or what it was supposed to represent which is like body inclusivity of like different types of bodies Mm -hmm. is still not but like that model plus sized body type is a like slightly more normalized or Mm -hmm. i I feel like it is more normalized but i also know that it's not a hundred percent yeah but like it's more than it was hopefully i I honestly sometimes i don't even know how to answer any of that yeah because like hopefully it is because like the one thing that we do have to know note is the fact that like i mean it seems like at least i don't know if it's true but it seems like for a majority of of like we'll just stick with women for now for a majority of women there is still that at least within our circle within our community here Mm -hmm. and with what i've seen in social media based on the people i follow which may be similar to me in my circle Mm -hmm. so i don't know how true it can ring for like our society as a whole social media that's interesting that it's like you're only shown or like depending on the people you follow Mm -hmm. like obviously i'm not going to follow someone where they're like things are like seen as like triggering for me or like racy Mm -hmm. or whatever so it's like you don't agree with oftentimes you don't find that relativity so like there's that chance that what i'm seeing is based on like my personal likes and stuff too yeah but like I guess, like, the point I'm trying to get at is that it seems like there is still that, like, that, um, that thing, that whole thing about, like, oh, I want to lose weight to feel good. 
Mm-hmm. Or I want to lose weight and then I'll be my best self. Yeah, or just like the whole like revenge body thing. Yeah. With like breaking up and being like, I'm going to be hot as fuck now that you're not with me. Yeah. <laughs> or like that kind of stuff uh-huh. to where it's like, like, it's like, yeah, you go with whatever makes you feel good if it's something you've always yeah. wanted to do. Because like, I get that good almost you found like a, of it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like good you found like a, like a motivation or like an inspiration to like mm-hmm. do something that you've always wanted to do. But at the same time, if it's with the end goal in, in mind that like, oh, now this, uh, this person that didn't want you is going to want you or they're going to see like everything that they like, they're going to see their regret or yeah. whatever in the face. And it's like, in part, it's like, uh, let's say you do achieve that, then you... Like, what does that mean about the way that they value you and what they value in you and what you value in yourselves and Mm -hmm. what you value in, like, that relationship? Yeah. But it's, like, what if you don't get the end goal that you receive and they, like, don't see it and they're still, like, I'm still glad I didn't, I fucking ended your ass. Because it had nothing to do with your weight. It was because your bitch ass got up at three in the morning and (laughs) lit my car on fire. You know, like, so, I know I'm not taking it to extremes, but, but just, like, that, like, the fact that, like, like your body can have an effect on like your mental state it can have it based on like your eating habits or even just just having more fat like i know i I tend to feel more lethargic and tired and that makes me crankier a lot of times like Mm -hmm. i'll i'm more likely to lash out when i'm more tired (laughs) and Uh are hangry i call it i don't know but but you call it you (laughs) yeah i just say it's me being the best (laughs) no but um I can't remember what I was going to say. We were on Revenge Body and I didn't let you say what you were going to say. I don't remember. Do you remember everything that you got it? You're going to get demonetized and otherwise you're still going to make zero dollars. I'm still making zero dollars. Shout out to my two fucking listeners. One of them is in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. See, I feel like before that we were talking about bodies yeah body body image revenge body or i guess just to close up the whole idea of like oh i want to lose weight to feel better to like be better well i guess that 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 connection we make between what our physical body looks like and what our like emotional slash internal state is like or looks like oh yeah that's that's where i was trying to go next Uh uh-huh but just the fact that, like, there can be some correlation, but you getting skinny isn't going to change the fact that you feel like shit when you look in the mirror. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're pretty good on the podcast. I want to keep talking. I want to keep talking. I want to make our fucking pretzels. Oh, right. I forgot about the pretzels. I want to keep talking. I want. I feel like there's. this is going to be a mess, I think, one. But I, I feel like there's so many, like, things within this that we can think about more thoroughly and then just talk. Or also, you can think. I just, want, I just want to be part of your life. I think we need to brainstorm together, though, because otherwise we're on like different pages, mm-hmm. or like otherwise that like to get a clear thing. Because I feel like yeah. if I just brainstorm, that like naturally the conversation will just like right now it'll go like many different directions because yeah. that's the way that we talk. But like if we were to plan out like an actual like topic mm-hmm. to discuss i feel like one we could do a little bit of research on it yeah. or like just think about Even it more deeply think, yeah. so we can stay on that one topic or at least have thoughts and ideas versus being like oh yeah that's interesting side note oh my god that made me think yeah. about this like because i think there is even with right now i think this is this is more of a messy talk we just kind of talked around things but at the same time i do see some thinking right now just like some connections and how we got 
to like the different topics we got to yeah and that they, there is some connection there but like i can't make it if we had thought it through maybe we could have made it more mm-hmm. like of a connecting thing dude this podcast thing is hard where right now we literally just kind of talked with each other for a bit I liked it, though. Oh, I forgot. I was going to do an outro. So that's it for another episode of Life in Mars. Stay tuned. Jessica will definitely... Chess. Jess? What did you say? I don't know. Your name was? <laughs> uh, Francesco Montoya de la V. <laughs> Montoya? From Call Scarface. me Frank. Anyway. Um, so, uh, oh, actually, for real. Jessica, Call me Frank. I like that. Frank? Okay. So Frank will definitely be back for another episode. But for now, this is it. So have a great day. See you next week. Ciao, ciao, darlings.